At exactly 7.14. Good morning, Mitch. Hey, Terry. How are you this morning? You know. Yeah. Getting over it. Yeah. There's, uh, I'd be, I said uh, this morning, I'd be glad when January is done. It just seems to always be cloudy and gray, and there are too many funerals and sad stories. Yeah, we've had a lot of them this past week, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 You were at uh, Sheldon's uh, send-off yesterday. Yeah, Sheldon Sazen from uh, Steve Music, guy I've known since I was, I'm going to say like 12 or 13, maybe younger, because my older brother was a guitarist too. Yeah. And, you know, it was amazing to for me to think about a couple things. One is uh, just every time I went in there, Sheldon and or Dave, uh, I think they work together. They're yeah. like a unified, <laughs> they were yeah. unified front, would just be so helpful and so caring and going the extra mile, which is one thing. The other thing is, you know, some people know this in the late 80s or early 90s, I started a music publication, which was a free magazine that was ad supported. And they were first guys right in there to help. We had a whole page that was dedicated to music gear that they sponsored, that they got us the content for uh, that just, yeah, again, back then you would chase people for your advertising dollars and stuff. (laughs) It was such a pain and they would never blink. Everything was on time, always with a smile. As I got older and sort of came back and speaking, I would go to the NAM conference, which we talked about, which is the large music instrument conference. And I would always see, you know, both Sheldon and Dave. Dave, Dave went on to retire as Sheldon all the time. And he's sort of always waiting for that, that hug. He was very well known for his hugs and always giving me hugs. And yeah. I just thought he gave me hugs because he knew, he knew me since I was a kid. Right. Uh, what I didn't know is that he gave hugs to, to everybody because that's yeah. the type of guy Sheldon was. He made you feel like he, he's always known you and always been yeah. a friend. And every time I'd see him, I got to get you in here and got to speak to the the other people here about, you know, digital and technology. We got to get better at it. And just, you know, up until buying a piano for my, an electric piano for my home, for my kids to start playing instruments, just, I had no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I always go in there saying, I have no idea what I'm doing here. And I think they probably heard that a million times a day and acted like they'd never heard that question before. Absolutely. I went through the same thing. I bought uh, Jess a, a 12 string guitar, not last Christmas, the one before. And what I know about that, you could write on the back of a stamp. Right. Yeah. And he just couldn't have been sweeter and kinder and nicer and made it so wonderful and easy for me. Yeah, and it's hard to say that it was an amazing experience, the yeah. funeral, but it really was something yeah. special. Uh, Jewish funerals is typically you don't have music. Uh, right. They were all singing Hey Jude. Um, it was a real loving for a loving guy. I, I don't want to continually focus on funerals, but uh, I know you love bass players, so I want you to mention Juan. Yeah, well, Juan Alderetti uh, in the 80s came up as a, a real sort of speed guy in this band called Racer X, which had Paul Gilbert, who went on to be in Mr. Big and all that. Uh, more recently, he was in the Mars Volta, and then most recently, he's been touring with Marilyn Manson. Wow. And Juan has got a fantastic YouTube channel about bass. Uh, he loves bass pedals and sound effects and stuff like that. And again, in this very strange, he had a strange biking accident where he was wearing a helmet, nobody else was involved, and he's currently in a coma. And everybody in the electric bass community is very much on watch for him and his health and his speedy recovery, but he had a very traumatic head injury. Uh, It's just been a brutal week. We also have Clayton Christensen, who was a very well-known Harvard uh, professor, thinker, innovator in, in disruption and technology. Uh, who unfortunately passed at a very young age also. It's just been one of those crazy, crazy, crazy weeks. Um, All right, let's talk uh, about technology. And uh, this is something uh, positive about AI. Let's talk about the... uh the diagnosis thing you sent me. I like this story. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always want to get second opinions when we go to see doctors, of course, and especially Mm -hmm. as it gets something serious like the big C word being cancer. 
And um, there's been a study that was conducted by researchers from this place called Imperial College in London, which I had not heard of, and Google. And they basically have developed an AI program that has been developed that can identify breast cancer from routine scans with a greater accuracy than humans. And again, if you think about people wanting to get this information as fast as possible and as accurate as possible. You think about all of the data we have on all of these digital images that are stored. And if you can get this artificial intelligence to work a lot more efficiently than a human and to see different variances and nuances, things that might not have been caught and add that in and create these new algorithms, which is what it's doing, you know, I'm I'm all for that and all good. Of course, I would want a second opinion on the AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. just hearing that does give me hope that things like getting tested can happen a lot quicker yeah. and better results. So yeah. this is pretty, when you see news like this, that's where the stuff gets less scary and more like this can hopefully make people, you know, get yeah. through. And also, I think, take the stress off of yeah, doctors. I, and and I, think, I also think it's, it's, a, it's a nice story about technology because, it, yeah. you know, it... It contributes to the to the well being of humanity. You know what I mean, as yeah. opposed to some of the. And for me, it's about the nuances. Yeah. I think yeah. more about like all the times they got it wrong by a small percentage, yeah. or the fact that somebody might have been tired. Yeah, and just that the system is continuously working twenty four seven. And if we can keep it on the good side and not the evil side, right. life will be wonderful. All right, let's talk about the dumb stuff and the Dolly Parton challenge. I didn't realize Did you do until it? I, well, no. <laughs> until I until I read your story, I didn't realize it started with Dolly Parton. Tell the story. Yeah, this is one of those things where I think we've all seen this meme last week where it is basically a, a four pictures. It's your LinkedIn, your Facebook, your Instagram, and your Tinder picture. And the joke is like, what's my professional picture? What's right. my sort of casual? What's my more sort of like wanna look pretty and then what's yeah. my sort of real sexy pose and it's been going on like crazy it's been everywhere and what people may or may not know is that it's called the dolly parton challenge because she dolly started parton it. started it yeah. yeah and this idea of like trying to sort of like you can be everything in the world a sort of woman <laughs> empowerment uh platform but it's gone a bit haywire as one can expect with the internet yeah, some of them have been a lot of fun a lot of fun yeah. very funny in fact yeah. some really famous actresses even like choosing four different actresses that they love <laughs> who they think are sexy but my favorite one uh was the new yorker they did a very simplistic cartoon <laughs> where all four of them is just basically a face staring at an iphone <laughs> which i thought was great so if you haven't checked it out check yeah. out the hashtag for dolly parton challenge it's pretty cool and great. all right what's your app of the week i love this i thought you know again it's been a bit gloomy and a bit bummed out yeah there's this app called futurememe.org and what it allows you to do is you can write a letter to the future so you can write a letter to yourself and then post it in one year five years a specific time you can make it private or you can share it publicly the idea being oh, to I sort of this. yeah cheer yourself up yeah. a little bit send yourself a note about what's going on in your life today good bad or ugly and shoot it off to yourself and you know one year time five years time or whatever this email this will pop great. up from you yeah talking about sort of how you're feeling or what you've been going through and i don't know i I thought this is sort of like a little message in a bottle if we can uh hit the old police song up (laughs) it is it is kind of a message in a bottle like i'm you know thinking about what i've i've got to deal with in the in the next year year and a half two years this is this is fascinating. Yeah, and we also we tend to forget them like the sort of little things, yeah. right? And I've been doing yeah, I do yeah. a lot of uh, it's called morning pages where I write three pages every day, and you go back even a couple months and yeah. you're like, wow, like I was in a whole other headspace then, you know. So th- this will just pop up in your your email. Yeah, it's next gonna, year. Yeah, you'll write yourself a note, whatever you want to wow. do, and then you can choose a date in the future, and it'll just send it to you. Okay, and, and I loved it. It's free, totally free. Write a letter to your future self. Oh, right. Yeah. 
What's it called again? It is called futurememe.org. Future okay, there you go. Yeah, sorry, futureme.org. Right. You're right, yeah. Futureme.org. There you go. The app of the week. All right, thanks, Mitch. Hey, pleasure. Nice to see you. 722, Beautiful. Mitch Joel, every Monday morning at around 710.